RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Protests continue for a second day at the headquarters of the property giant Evergrande. COVID cases in Fujian province continue to rise and Hong Kong is voted the world's freest economy, although caveats apply. Protests have continued for a second day at the headquarters of the property giant Evergrande as the heavily indebted company admitted that it may not be able to meet its repayments. Richard Pine has more. About 60 to 70 anxious investors gathered at the company's offices in Shenzhen, jostling with police as they sought answers. One protester told reporters he was there on behalf of his boss, who he said was owed about 20 million yuan. He said others present were owed even more. Evergrande said in a statement that it would avoid bankruptcy, but in a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, it said it was under tremendous pressure and may not be able to meet its repayments. The company, which has debts of more than 300 billion US dollars, said it had hired financial advisors to explore all feasible solutions for a way out of its financial crunch. Fujian province reported 120 locally transmitted COVID cases today. Authorities there are battling what appears to be an outbreak linked to the highly infectious Delta variant. There were also 19 local asymptomatic cases, which authorities do not count as confirmed cases. Natalie Ching has more. At a press conference, the provincial anti-pandemic work group said the confirmed cases had been found in the cities of Putian, Chenzhou and Xiamen. A near carrier, who had no symptoms, was also found in Putian, where the outbreak is thought to have started. All of the infected have been sent to designated hospitals. Although the numbers are small, the number of confirmed cases is nearly 73% higher than Monday's figure of 59, which itself was more than double Sunday's total. Since Friday, there have been 102 cases. The outbreak is especially worrying as the week-long National Day holiday is fast approaching. Xiamen is also a major transportation hub. Bookings will open in just under an hour's time for non-Hong Kong residents who have been in Macau or Guangdong province for the past 14 days to apply for quarantine-free entry to Hong Kong. The arrangement is part of the government's Come to HK scheme, which allows for 2,000 such arrivals per day. Those taking part will have to present a negative test result obtained within the past three days. They also have to take regular tests during their time in Hong Kong. Health officials reported two new imported cases of COVID-19 today. They are a 49-year-old man who had arrived from Qatar and a 53-year-old woman who had arrived from the Philippines. They both tested positive during hotel quarantine. They were fully vaccinated and had no symptoms. Canadian think tank has once again ranked Hong Kong as the world's freest economy, but it also said future scores may be affected by what it called increased insecurity of property rights and the weakening of the rule of law. Hong Kong government has welcomed the news but challenged the contrary. Francis Sit reports. The Fraser Institute's annual report into the economic freedom of the world for 2021 is based on data from 2019. It noted that Hong Kong's overall score fell by over one-tenth of a point from the year before. Almost all of the decrease is due to a decline in the city's scores for the category of legal structure and property rights. It said the rating doesn't fully reflect the unrest of 2019 or the introduction of the national security law a year later, remarking that interventions by the central government in 2020 and 2021 will likely have a negative impact on Hong Kong schools down the road. Prisoners' rights group Warfare says it has disbanded. Its founder, former lawmaker Xu Ka Chun, says despite always being cautious, the group can no longer carry on. Jimmy Choi reports. 
The announcement comes a week after Security Secretary Chris Tang says some groups have been giving prisoners treats, such as chocolate, to recruit them to endanger national security. Mr. Shiu said in the nine months it was operating, warfare had only been doing humanitarian work. What support will the prisoners get without warfare? We can't tell today. We only wanted to do the humble work, to give a cup of cool water to the prisoners and their family. Unfortunately, this bowl of water may have become too hot now. He says all the members agreed on Sunday to dissolve the group, but he wouldn't be drawn on whether the move is down to political pressure. We can't say more. I'm sorry. I think we all understand what's happening. Mr. Shou, who represented the welfare sector in Leshko, spent time behind bars himself in 2019 for his role in the 2014 Occupy movement. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Chairman of the Hong Kong Journalists Association says the group won't just give up and disband despite having accusations levelled against it by the security secretary. Timmy Sung reports. In an interview with the Takong Pao newspaper, Security Minister Chris Tang claimed the HKJA has been infiltrating schools to recruit students as journalists. He was quoted as saying the association advocates that anyone can be a reporter, even 13-year-olds. And this deviates from people's expectation that journalists are professionally trained. But the HKJA's chairman, Ronson Chen, says Mr Tang's comments are wrong and regrettable. He says the HKJA has fewer than 60 student reporters as members, amounting to only 13% of the total membership. A number of other civic organizations have disbanded in recent days, following comments and warnings from Mr Tang. But Mr Chen notes that the basic law protects freedom of the press and says the HKJA will not give up without a fight. I will not try to guess what Mr Tang thought. I alert that some parties or organizations from the civic uh, community will be dissolved after the government officials target them. But I don't think that JA will will follow such practice. We will not easily to be dissolved and we will try to do our best to um, act our road until the last moment. The HKJA says it will welcome a meeting with the security chief to exchange views in the hope that he won't be affected by news reports that are not true. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has denied that her plan to restructure the government is aimed at preparing herself to stand for re-election next year. As Timmy Sung reports, the CE says she thinks the revamp is necessary only because it's good for Hong Kong's future development. At her weekly press conference, Carrie Lam was asked about the purpose of the restructure and whether it has anything to do with the next CE election. Mrs. Lam earlier hinted that she plans to split the Transport and Housing Bureau and establish a new cultural bureau. She told reporters that her administration will listen to different views and put forward a proposal to LegCo for discussion after December's legislative election. She pointed out that the proposal is unlikely to go through during her term. Even if Lechko passes the restructuring proposal, there will only be a few months left. Do we want the secretaries to change their posts and new secretaries to work for just a few months? But of course, what if the next administration doesn't like the plan? Well, they can think about it again. This will be the job of the chief executive designate. This work has nothing to do with whether I want to take part in the election.
Mrs. Lam noted that there are no more filibusters at Lashko, and lawmakers are willing to cooperate with the executive arm of the government. She said, therefore, the administration should take the opportunity to do something that is good for Hong Kong's development. Mrs. Lam was also asked why officials had not acted sooner to strike the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China from the company's register, given that officials had said the group was a threat to public order and national security. It's not quite meaningful to ask that sort of questions, but let's face the reality is after a, uh, an unprecedented period of social unrest and riots endangering national security, we are now in a very good position with the support of the national security law and the capability under the law given to the enforcement departments, including the police and the government prosecutors. So uh, we are duty-bound to take uh, action to safeguard national security. The head of a property owners group says landlords are sick of being labelled as bad and mean people after the government announced details of its plan to cap rent increases for subdivided flats. Maggie Ho reports. Diamond Share, president of the Hong Kong Owners Club, told an RTHK program that the policy gives too much protection to tenants. The government announced a day earlier that it would lower the cap from 15 to 10 percent. The government's rental control policy totally favours the tenants. It even labels landlords as bad people or mean people. We don't know why that is. Mr. Sher said landlords are also very upset about the proposal to fix a lease for two years and to give the tenant priority to renew it for another two years on expiry. Different groups in society, or the so-called political social workers, are just trying to turn private flats into public housing. They forgot public flats are government resources, but landlords have to save up bit by bit before they can afford private flats. He said the policy is an intervention in the market and may eventually reduce supply and hurt tenants because landlords may leave the market by turning subdivided units back into a single flat for rent or sale. Mr. Sher said he, for one, had sold his flats. However, speaking on the same program, DAB lawmaker Vincent Chang said he doesn't think a lot of landlords will leave the market because the profit margin is still very large. He noted that rent hikes for subdivided flats are often at a higher rate than the rest of the market, and the cap will hopefully slow this down and put the situation in line with public housing. The lawmaker added that the government should eventually look at how to phase out subdivided flats altogether. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has been defending the country's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan from angry Republican lawmakers. In the first congressional hearing since the Taliban took over Afghanistan last month, Republicans criticised the Biden administration and called on Mr Blinken to resign. Secretary of State told them that even the most pessimistic assessments hadn't predicted that the Afghan government forces would collapse so quickly. And he reminded Republicans that it was the former President Donald Trump who had set the withdrawal in motion. Upon taking office, President Biden immediately faced the choice between ending the war or escalating it. Had he not followed through on his predecessor's commitment, Attacks on our forces and those of our allies would have resumed, and the Taliban's nationwide assaults on Afghanistan's major cities would have commenced. If 20 years and hundreds of billions of dollars in support, equipment, and training did not suffice, why would another year, another five, another ten? 
In sport, Hong Kong's track cycling star Sarah Lee has won the has won a second medal at the national games in Shanxi. She took bronze in the women's Kieran final to add to her gold in the sprint yesterday. Hong Kong has won one gold and two bronze medals at the national games so far, all in cycling. To football in the English Premier League, where Everton has joined Manchester United, Chelsea and Liverpool at the top of the table. Three second-half goals in the space of six minutes helped the Toffees to a 3-1 win over Burnley at Goodison Park. Here's the Everton boss, Rafa Benitez. It was very physical in the first half. We have uh, some issues with trying to control uh, the strikers, the second balls and the crosses. And it was not easy, but uh, overall I think that we were OK. We were missing something more in attack. Then uh, when we score our goal and then we cancel the goal, and we have more confidence, we play 4-3-3, we have a better understanding of the game, better on the ball, really pleased with the reaction of the team, really pleased with the connection between the team and the fans, and that is what we are looking for. Chelsea begin defence of the Champions League title tonight when they host Zenit St. Petersburg in the first round of group games. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel wants his players to be reminded it's a brand new season. Winning changes your feeling, your, your atmosphere here within the building, your work atmosphere, and it gives you natural confidence. But at the same time, it is absolutely necessary to, to forget it and to, to start from scratch, to show this hunger and mentality again. And this is what I feel and, and what I demand from myself and uh, from everybody else around. Elsewhere, Manchester City hosts RB Leipzig, while Liverpool welcome AC Milan. There's also a heavyweight clash with Barcelona at home to Bayern Munich. In the earlier kickoff, Manchester United take on young boys of Switzerland. In Major League Baseball, the surging San Francisco Giants are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. The Giants thrashed the San Diego Padres 9-1 last night for the eighth straight win, and that guaranteed them at least a National League wildcard spot. The Giants have the best record in baseball with 94 wins and 50 losses. In the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders have ousted, outlasted the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr threw a 31-touchdown pass to Zay Jones in overtime, and Las Vegas came away with a 33-27 win. Mind of our top stories tonight, protests continue for a second day at the headquarters of the property giant Evergrande. COVID cases in Fujian province continue to rise, and Hong Kong is voted the world's freest economy, though caveats apply. Now the weather to be mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. Showers will be heavier in some areas tomorrow. At first, sunny intervals in the afternoon. Temperatures will range between 27 and 32 degrees. Light to moderate west to southwesterly winds. The outlook, occasional showers in the following couple of days. Sunny periods during the weekend. Temperatures currently 29 degrees, humidity 83%. And that's the news from RTHK.
Peter Coolidge, borrowing quite loosely, really, from the Jackie Wilson hit. Higher and higher, your love has lifted me. It's 18 past 11 on a Tuesday evening. How are you doing? Thanks ever so much for tuning our way, and cheers for the emails in so far, Keith. As for a slice of the animals, please, Pete. Santa Esmeralda did a curious version of this as well. Don't let me be misunderstood. Baby, do you understand me now? Sometimes I feel a little mad. But don't you know that no one alive can always be an angel? When things go wrong, I seem to be bad. Baby, sometimes I'm so carefree For the joy that's hard to hide And sometimes it seems that 